Yo, yo, what is up, all my stone sports people? What's happening? How about that game last night? That game was dope. Unless you're a Chiefs fan, and then I guess it was not so dope, and I'm sorry for your loss. But either way, that game was dope. It was kind of an upset, right? I mean, I don't know. I kind of thought Tampa could. Well, you know what? We're going to get into this on the show, so I'll just save it for that. So, yeah, today's show is all about the Super Bowl, and then we talk actually about basketball and baseball quite a bit. A little bit of back and forth and hockey, you know, doubles being a typical Boston fan and just talking a whole bunch of bullshit all day, but it's okay. We shall overcome. Yeah, uh, you know, we're on Spotify now, so why did I say it like that? That was weird. We're on Spotify now. I sound like Meech or some shit. I've been hanging out with Meech too much. Got to dial it back a bit. No, but we are on Spotify, and uh, you can find all the episodes there, every single one we've done so far. I think this is the 24th, and we're coming up on 25. I'll be honest with you. I did not think it would make it this far. So, yeah, I'm proud of us. All right, let's start the show. episode of stone sports i am your host bert aka the bert locker aka bert loader with me as always i have my co-host <laughs> double say what up dubs and my other co-host meech say what up meech what up? bert loader got me yeah it's pretty good yeah, me too <laughs> so what's been going on boys not too much. Not too much. I ate a lot of good fucking snacks yesterday. Got high. Watched Super Bowl. Watched my boy Tommy win a seventh. Uh, I worked the night before. That was shitty, but you know we got through it. Speaking made of de- made decent money. Speaking of getting high, did you see the news about my state? No, you guys finally yes. stepping into the yes we are the new the new world. Yeah, You're jumping on board. Yeah, it's going to be, they say as early as July, you, you'll be able to grow. And then, like, they'll be selling it, like, commercially by, like, 2024. You're so, allowed to grow six plants per person per household here. I think they're, like, slowly upping it. So, I think in July, it's going to be, like, two plants. And then, like, it's going to be more and more as time goes on. I but, think you're allowed to have up to 18 here. It's going to be lit. I've already like told my roommate, I was like, Yo, you better clear out that fucking closet because I'm growing some weed in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Move your fucking clothes inside, man. Like, some feet. Yeah, we got How this many fucking that- times do I need to tell you to get your clothes <laughs> out of the goddamn closet? That's not what it's for anymore. Yeah, we've got this like huge closet in the hallway, and he's got a bunch of like video games and shit in there. I was like, "You better get that shit out of there," because I'm growing some fucking weed in there, like like day one, bro. Like ASAP. Yeah, like I'm gonna get a fucking grow cabinet and like put it in that bitch and just start. He's sitting there at twelve oh one. He fires up the lights. Like, I I fucking am ready to go. I fucking am. I'm fucking like ready to do this shit, dude. So uh, yeah, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Clones growing right there. Nice. You want to talk about the Super Bowl? I do. My boy Tommy picked up number seven. Just an absolute dominant performance by the Buccaneers in general. The, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the same game I did, but <laughs> the Mahomes did fucking everything he possibly could. He got oh, no yeah. help from his defense, no help from his line, no help from his weapons. Yeah, did you see the uh, the stat that he ran like 500 yards? Just like, to, yeah, just it was like 477 or something. <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy <laughs> amount of yards just running away from pressure. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy, man. I I honestly like at first it was pretty back and forth for the first quarter. Like, let's be honest. It really was. And then all of a sudden, Brady and Yeah, Gronk. the first quarter, I was like, this game's this going to be a game. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Brady yeah. and Gronk well, showed and, up. You know, as a gambler, I was like, uh, I should have bet the under on this game. 
Um, and I think the under still hit, but like in the first quarter, I was like, oh, I've got this made in the shade. Like they each <laughs> like punted twice. So I was like, yeah, we're good. And uh, yeah, it was it was a shellacking by the Bucks. I mean, they the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot though. They had eleven penalties for a hundred and twenty yards against them total. Wow. And they had 95 penalty yards in the first half. I don't know if you I'm gonna, they shot themselves. Let's, yeah, let's the talk about the penalties because yeah. some of them were like not lit. There was like one pass interference call in particular. The one right before half, the one you're talking about. It might be, he, yeah, like where the like ball just like wasn't basically. even playable. It was Mike Evans was the receiver, and I think Breland was covering him, and he like, I think Breland fell. No, like, I think it was Tyra. I think it was Honey Badger covering him. I think it was no, too. I think it was I'm too. I'm pretty sure it was Honey Badger. Yeah, because that was before like, the half. Yeah, that was like right before yeah. they like him and Brady were like the one in the back of the other. end zone. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking. Yeah. About. No, I was talking about the one downfield. No, oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm talking about the one like in the back of the end zone where it was like the ball wasn't even like playable. It wasn't so, like, playable, and it was that. light anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that one was Honey Badger on the coverage. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's like when him and Brady started like chirping each other. It was. Yeah. It was after that play. I think. How about uh, that, had, by the way, he had two two interceptions called back on on penalties. So like, he had a right to be salty, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. Can't do that. Being said, that, even though like I I mean. I they, still don't think it would have mattered. They honest. didn't get any calls, and it did feel like a home stadium there. But like the Bucks were just the better team. Like yeah, it, it, like even with the penalties, even with the home atmosphere, like it got loud a couple times there. Like, and you felt like they had a distinct home field advantage, which kind of sucked. But at the end of the day, no matter the calls or whatever, the Bucks were just the better team. Like on the field. yeah, like like defensively, they were like the much let's better bring it- team. Back to the refs real quick before we talk about the defense. Because yeah. I do want to get into the defense for sure. Yeah. Um, the other call I was talking about was the one where Breland tripped and he like clipped Mike Evans' foot, but the ball was uh, like another oh, five yeah. or ten yards downfield. Yeah. And then that was like a twenty-one yard penalty, I think, right before right before half, and it set him up to throw uh really set him up to throw a touchdown. They got down to the one yard line. I think they kicked a field goal. Yeah, they yeah. stopped them because that was like that was early, yeah. early. Yeah. Yeah. And they held, and I couldn't believe they held. Yeah, I was shocked they held because they, I mean, the run game was awesome. Fournette and Jones, like whenever either of them were in, Fournette was carrying people, Jones was making people miss. Like it was all, all parts of that Tampa Bay offense were clicking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they took a little while to get revved up for sure. Like, like you, like, that, said, like you said, the first quarter, right? Right. Those the quarters. first quarter was pretty competitive, and you just thought, "Man, these these defenses are always better than advertised." Um, and then one stayed out there, and <sighs> the other didn't. Yeah, and the one that didn't was fucking up Mahomes' ass. Yeah, yeah, Todd he was Bowles. doing his best Deshaun Watson impression. Just yeah, he was for just his life. <laughs> Just absolutely <laughs> running away from every bit of pressure that yeah, can I feel like that was be like, thrown at him. I, feel like that I mean, like there's the a crazy running. stat. It's on 52% of the plays he was pressured. On 56 dropbacks, half of those he was pressured. Over half. Um, That's ridiculous. And, I mean, and it felt like that. I mean, literally every single dropback, it looked like he was just running for his life. And like you said, he had 500 yards to accomplish 77 positive yards. <laughs> he was running back and forth, you know, so much. But yeah, it was and just. Anytime he got a ball out, Tampa Bay had the perfect coverage downfield, or the receiver fucking muffed something, or a ball got tipped. Like, I mean, everything yeah, usually... that could have gone wrong was going wrong. And Todd Bowles called a perfect game on the defensive side. Yeah, no, he called a he called a perfect game on the defensive side, um, and and like you said, that I've never seen Kansas City drop so many balls. Like they're not known for that. Kelsey's usually pretty sure-handed. Tyreek Hill's usually pretty sure-handed. Like, and those guys were dropping a couple balls. Um, well, which, little hammer hands Harvey action out there is a little tough. 
I mean, hammer hands. Yeah, there were a couple he hit in the face mask, and you were just like, what? And he would make these like amazing throws, like falling down, like yeah. almost in the grass, as they would say. And that one in particular and, is nutty, yeah. dude. Like, I, there's a couple of them where you're yeah. just like, how did he get that fucking throw? There's off? one that where he's My like boy. parallel to the ground and he just like sidearms the ball and it's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Dude. And that one where he was getting like spun around in the backfield and he just yeah. threw it not looking and yeah. the fucking uh, yeah. Pringle, I kept laughing at his name, Pringle like <laughs> dove into the back, I want to say the back left side of the end zone yep. and caught it, but he was out of bounds. It was, yeah. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like yeah. if that, yeah. even if, they lost that game. If that was a catch, that would have been played forever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was epic. Like, it was just, it was epic. But, yeah, I mean, the defense was just on their game. You could tell the Chiefs' offensive line really missed Eric Fisher. They didn't have one side of that line that really held up, honestly. It seemed like it was crashing on both sides, which we knew the Tampa Bay defense was good going into it. Um, but the Chiefs' offensive line is, isn't terrible. Like they're they're, they're they solid. They ended up not having Schwartz, right? Yeah, and uh, maybe it's Schwartz. I'm thinking about the left tackle. I thought it was Fisher. Fisher's the left tackle, yeah, but the okay. right tackle is one of the best in football this year, Mitchell Schwartz, and he was right. out. And then they thought he was going to play, and then I remember not seeing him starting. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. They were missing two starting offensive linemen, so a line that is usually really good. Uh, not so much against one of the worst teams to be bad at on, you know, like this is not the team to be bad at on. Yeah. Yeah. They've had a great pass rush the last two years. Jack Barrett led the league last year. He was super productive this year. Him and Pierre Paul were everywhere. Yeah, and and Dominican Sue, like you, yeah, it's it's almost like ballers where you forget he's in the league, and then he just shows up, and you're like, oh. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He had like a, a particularly brutal hit on Mahomes towards the end of the game as well. Like it was a rough hit. Like you don't see a quarterback get hit. I like must have that. missed that one. Like a lot of times. Yeah, it was it wasn't like su- like super rough, but I was like, that shit hurt. Like and it fact that they were like already stomping on him, I was like, that's just disrespectful. Like he was bro. limping in like the third quarter. Yeah. I mean he's got a toe that needs surgery, so Yeah. Yeah. And the fact he had to run that much on it, he's yeah. probably fucking hurting. Yeah, for sure. You know what's crazy? Going back, that's the first game he's lost by more than one possession since 2016. You have Texas to go back Tech. to Texas Tech Yeah, since I he had lost that. a game by more than one possession. That's crazy. I heard that on the broadcast and was like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's just absolutely. Oh, yeah, he's going to bounce They're back just, for sure. It's a testament to just how good he's been yeah. in his first couple of years in the league. Yeah. No, he'll bounce back for sure. Like, this is not, like, the last you'll hear of him at all. Oh, no. He'll be back. They have ba- they'll have basically the same team next year, right? They're not yeah, I think all yeah. of the, the main guys are signed for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I so, wonder if the Bucks are going to keep that roster intact. I know they have a, some pieces they got to... Yeah, they have some some mercenaries that came around. Yeah, well, that and like, I think Godwin's up for a contract this year. Arian said that him and Light would have to, the Light, uh, Jason Light, the GM for the Bucks, um, that they would have to sit down and sit out and figure out who they can bring back. And he said he could, he was sure they could bring back most of them. So I feel like a lot of those, plus you have the Brady the Brady factor and it's a thing like yeah people no, absolutely want, it's not New England people want to play for it was Brady and yeah. like you saw that you see that you're gonna see that now I mean like you said we got Gronk out of retirement he got uh Eric Antonio Arnett, Brown went Antonio down there Brown, and then he got Fournette to sign with them because Fournette was wanted by a couple teams um and he chose to sign there for a little bit less, I believe. So you, anytime you have that great of a player or that great of a coaching staff basically because they're they're they are retaining all of those coaches. None of them got hired. So nope. Bulls and um Leftwich both are coming back, which as we know we gave credit Arians to Bulls. We gotta give credit to Leftwich too. He also called a great fucking game. Oh, I mean for sure. It's it's funny, like it, and I think we talked about it at the time. 
and I think I said something to the effect of this is still a team that didn't have an offseason together. This is still a team like right before the bye when they were struggling. I, I laid out the fact that this is still going to be a very dangerous team. They're just not clicking on all cylinders because they didn't have an offseason. And that's exactly what we saw after the bye week. It was like they turned, they flipped a switch. And the call, the play calling by Leftwich, uh, you know, with Brady's input, I feel like just generated a super offense with those weapons. I mean, it just, it looked so good. And did you see after the game, Byron Leftwich was on a Zoom uh, (laughs) interview and he goes, "Uh, yeah, how did you manage to keep Pat Mahomes uh, out of the end zone? He was like, that That, has nothing to do with me. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. You're the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, because he he basically like hinted at that it wasn't, and then the the reporter was like, "No, but seriously," and he was like, "Yeah, no, but that's He's like, yeah, but but no, seriously." <laughs> but yeah, Leftwich, uh, like we said, he Arian said that if both of those guys weren't available, he might not have come back because that's how heavily he leans on his assistants. We know that he thought very highly of both of them leaving Arizona. Uh, Wilkes got the job there, but. Um, Bulls got the Jets job right after that. So, like, if both of these coordinators weren't available, big time Arians might not have come back. Um, and I was pretty, I was happy for Arians to get a ring too because it took him forever to get a coaching job, and I feel like he deserves a ring. Well, he didn't do a yeah. damn thing. I mean, he got he got TB twelve to sign there. That's all you have to do, bud. bro. Did you not see his speech when he got? Uh, that's what he said. He said, "I didn't yeah, do a damn did thing." Ah. Uh, I didn't do a damn thing. It was fucking. It was all amazing. these guys. I didn't do these a guys damn around thing. around me, coaching staff, <laughs> players, Tom. I didn't do a damn thing. All right, so you want to move Arians on? Arians is the, a beast, though. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, good for sure. He's good. Yeah. So you want to move on to the NFL news of the uh, the week? Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. The Super Bowl really dominates. Yeah. You know everything. You don't hear about much else, but. Uh, Carson Wentz has been in the news. Everyone's expecting him to be traded this week, according to Adam Schefter. But I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be that soon. Meach, you're the Eagles guy. What do you think about it? Let's get yeah. your thoughts. Shocked to hear that because you know, are or aren't? I was kind of shocked to yeah. hear that. I thought we were going to move forward fixing that, getting Sirianni. I thought that was the whole reason we fired Doug Peterson. Come to find out, it didn't do anything. So why the hell did we fire Doug Peterson if it's not going to appease him? Um, that was basically what I got from it. Yeah, and it's just like I I really hate the way he handled this situation. Like he was kind of a crybaby about it. Like a little bit, a little bit of a baby back bitch, Carson. Do what Aaron Rodgers did. Have the best season of your career and win an MVP. I mean, if you feel like you're getting replaced, then prove otherwise. Like, I actually liked picking Hurts there because I felt like that gave us a backup for inevitably when he gets hurt. Ironically, this is the one year he hasn't gotten hurt. He just played like shit. Um, And so I thought that, the whole firing Peterson thing was to appease him. And even then I wasn't really for it. Um, but that's what I'm saying. I like hurts because he's battled through adversity and like he lost his starting job at Alabama. He went to Oklahoma, balled out at Oklahoma. Like it, it's kind of crazy what he's gone through. And then he went through all this stuff. I like those guys show me adversity with some talent rather than crying about losing your starting spot. Um, I mean, like I said, I said this well a lot during the year. It's not all his fault, and I think a lot of people shoulder blame all on him. There were several parts of our games that you could see errors all over the place. The line um, sucked. The receivers sucked. The defense wasn't at its best. Exactly, and so like, and that's partly drafting. That's partly Roseman, which is why I want him gone. But at the end of the day, play your best and shut up. I mean, Jesus Christ. So we'll see what happens. They are rumored to want a Stafford-like trade, and I just don't think they're going to get it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they get and, and when he's dealt. Uh, but as of right now, it's it's more likely than not that he leaves, which is fine. I'm I don't care. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's like I said, the first part you said, that was basically how I felt about it, and then you dove into the actual Eagles side of it, so couldn't agree more with you there, Meech. Uh, your boy, Chosen Rosen. Yes! I was 49ers. so happy. I saw you write that down because I wrote it down in mine. I was going to bring it up anyway. Josh Rosen, one-year deal with the 49ers. Maybe they found their quarterback. I don't know. When that draft came out and it was him and Josh Allen rumored to be at the top. I don't remember there's a couple other guys, but I remember saying it's going to be the two Joshes that ended up being the best QBs in that class. And Josh Allen's proven me right. Rosen is not, but I'm excited for him to get another shot here. And if Jimmy Garoppolo, like if the rumors are real about him and he's on his way out there, then could be get a easier path to the starting job for Rosen. Yeah, I mean, and, and and depending on what they want to give up for, like we talked about, there's a lot of veteran quarterbacks right now. There's so much available. Um, you know, Cam Newton's still out there, which we all saw. I don't think his shoulder was really healed. Um, Panthers appear to be moving on from Bridgewater. Um, Called it. <laughs> that's a stupid move. I think he's a fine quarterback. Like, he could be good. I agree. He just... I don't know. There's something went wrong there, and maybe it was the lack of offseason. I don't know. But I still think Bridgewater is one of the best available if he is available. Um, then you have Jameis Winston that's going to be available. There's a lot of quarterbacks that could – Darnold is supposed oh, to be Oh, not available. so fast with Jameis Winston. Sean Payton said the Saints have a vision for Jameis Winston. Does it involve kind of backing up uh, – Poor choice of words. <laughs> For a guy that just got yeah, a vision for him not to throw 56 interceptions or whatever the hell he threw. And well, if he's backing up Taysom Hill, then he won't be. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that his vision backing up Taysom Hill? Because that is a bad move. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Drew, I believe, has a press conference coming up to announce basically he's retiring. That's um, we all are expecting that to be the case. Right. I mean, he has he has a job to walk in. We had the episode title, Is Drew Brees Dead? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Darnold is supposed to be on the move, too. Like I said, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. So we'll see what the 49ers do, what they can get for Garoppolo. They have they can they can choose to have him or not. I think he's signed, but they can trade him, obviously, to Uncle Bill again and see if he can revive that career. The hoodie. The hoodie. <laughs> um. <laughs> But Sounds yeah, like so we'll, we'll see. But I am excited for Rosen because I liked him coming out of the draft. So I still think he can be good. Okay. I'm with you on that. You want to do some baseball? Yeah, let's, before we really dive into it, let's give a shout out Pedro Gomez, or RIP Pedro Gomez. Resting in peace. Died at 58 yeah. over the weekend. Uh, MLB analyst for a real long time. ESPN MLB analyst, yeah, like it was. I mean, I he used to be on ESPN when ESPN didn't suck. So yeah, I saw I a lot of Pedro him. Gomez. Yeah, I remember him being on when I was growing up a lot. Yeah, like when Baseball Tonight was a decent product, um, and then he always had really good stories. I mean, I think you saw it with the outpouring of players that were like, you know, we feel bad for his family, all that stuff. He was a great guy, um, and just so proud of of his family and his kids and, and loving the sport. Uh, you saw so many reach out to, to stories they had about him um, and they were all positive and that's, and that's unfortunate. 58 is really young to die, man. It unexpectedly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is. Thoughts and prayers out there. His um, son is in the Red Sox organization. Yeah. One of them. Rio. It's a cool name. It is a cool name. Yeah. But uh, another signing that just took place right before we started recording, Yadier Molina, probable Hall of Fame catcher, re-signed with the Cardinals. That's uh, probably going to be his last contract, if I had to guess. Yeah, I'd I mean, that's what we right. keep saying. I think we expected him to be done now. Yeah. Then he was acting like he could elicit thirty million a year for a contract for some reason. I don't know, but yeah, he he went out there. I uh, we also saw Wayne Wright sign back with them, and that just fits. Like he deserves to be a Cardinal. He should be there. I like Wayne uh, Wright. 
So, yeah, he signed back with them. Uh, Trevor Bauer, I can't remember if we did it on the last episode. We did it. I was trying to just go over every signing I could without getting <laughs> to Bauer. <laughs> Bauer signs with the Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> it's a massive contract. Uh, three years, three. It's not a massive contract, but the two, first two years are front-loaded pretty heavily. So I think it's like forty-four million the first year, forty million the second year, and then twenty the third year. He has opt-outs after all two. It's funny because I, I I'm not mad we did it. Like anytime we're gonna acquire talent, that's fine. We have a great rotation. This just makes us better. I mean, we already had a great rotation. We saw it last year. Even young guys like Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin are really good pitchers um, that got postseason experience last year. But we, at this point, have three former Cy Youngs on the staff, Kershaw, Price, and now Brower. Bauer. Um, so, I mean, I heard a lot of chirping from the San Diego fans at some point, but I'm pretty sure they don't have three former Cy Youngs. I could be wrong. Could Got be the wrong. cover of MLB The Show, though. <laughs> Jackie Robinson, patron saint. Is that Fernando who you're referring Tatis. to? <laughs> yeah, that cover is dope. The Jackie Robinson. Yeah, you is... saw it. So you yeah. texted me about it. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I saw it, too. It's it, dope. It is pretty cool. It's pretty dope. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I mean, it's funny because the two teams that were in the market for him don't really need pitching. The Mets don't need pitching. They've had pitching. See, he um, apologized to the Mets. Yeah, but Mets fans are still salty about it. I mean, anytime it was kind of like the decision and the fact that it was very public. Uh, the decision. A lot Attention of people LA. And we I have feel a like power anytime, outage. Yeah, I feel like any time, like he wanted to provide full transparency in the thing, but he didn't really provide full transparency because it was all like, hey, should I go here? Should I go there? Like, you're going to piss people off. And I think that's what pissed Mets fans off. I think that and then the the, the premature reports that he was going to the Mets because it was reported that he yeah, was going think, to the Mets. I think that has more to do with it. To be Bert, you know funny. a little something about premature. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's not what your mom said last night hey you took my fucking joke out last week <laughs> uh, uh yeah i mean he was rumored to be signing and i wrote on twitter because his agent is notorious for questioning john Heyman, who is the initial one who reported it um and i said either she's in contract negotiations right now or she has not looked at twitter in five minutes because otherwise she would for sure say something about your tweet being wrong. Yeah. And sure enough, it was wrong. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of that in, it's particularly in New York sports. There's a lot of like, sometimes things. Bitching and moaning. No, that's rich rich coming from you. No, there's a lot of um, false reporting just to like, I feel like they feel like they have to put out a story every day. So they just like make up shit all the time. Like I've seen it with like every New York team. And I'm just like, well, I mean, there's no real evidence that any of that's going to happen. It's kind of ridiculous and out of control, particularly in hockey. I feel like that's what I was saying earlier. Like you're now on the team, like as the match, you're now the team that's rumored to be everyone. Everyone is rumored exactly. to be in on everyone. Yeah. Just like Boston previously before their payroll dump and the Yankees and the Dodgers. Uh, now the Mets have beat Boston in that front. But um, anyway. Uh, so I think they could beat us. <laughs> no, there's been a couple insiders that have been kind of off their game lately. John Heyman's reported a couple things, and Bob Nightingale has been Bob Nightingale's horrible. been trashed this week. Horrible, which he used to be like the preeminent insider. Probably he's an older guy. Probably not that old, like not compared to Peter Gammons, but like he seems to be an older guy, and probably all of his execs are gone. So like his contacts are gone. I'm guessing because he used right. to be decent. Peter Gammons is off the fucking reservation these days. <laughs> he is. I'm happy that he's being employed by MLB Network. I, I'm happy that they're still employing him, but he's gone. Oh, my God. He's been gone for a few years, though. Yeah. <laughs> Any other baseball stuff you want to talk about, boys, before we move on to the uh, basketball? Uh, a couple more things. Yeah, MLB's planning to dead their balls amidst a uh, home run surge the last couple of years. Uh, people have been saying the balls are juiced. 
What'd you say? I'm sorry. I thought they didn't mess with the balls. They made a That's tiny what I'm saying, microscopic yeah. fix is what they said. They, yeah, we didn't. We, we They're not juiced. We didn't do anything to them. And now they're like, well, we should probably pull that back a little bit. Didn't, didn't <laughs> you guys buy Rollings like two years ago? Oh, yeah, I guess I guess we did. Wait, so shouldn't you have total control over your product that you use I, in your game? Right. I guess maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that they were juiced. Uh, there was just more cork in the ball. Um, the the seams were tighter. Like I, I mean, juiced. the amount of you juice the ball and it's fine. Yeah. Like, like I think we said previously, I don't even hate steroids that much. I made a joke about Bonds not being the home run king, but I grew up in that era and I I thought Sosa and McGuire brought people back to the game. Big Rafael um, Palmero guy. <laughs> all the rangers at one point son dude <laughs> and a couple people the rangers had needles lying around like they were bats and fucking helmets oh yeah yeah there was <laughs> i mean they were the most notorious clubhouse hands down hands down all right so let's do some basketball dubs take it away my boy uh bradley beal back in the news this week we were talking about how he yeah. wanted to stay and everything that's still the case but he's saying uh he said in a press conference the other day teams just walk all over us as he was addressing his teammates trying to encourage them to basically step the fuck up because they i just mean he's not every wrong. Goddamn. he's not wrong <laughs> if you're putting up 40 and 50 on games that you lose like on nightly basis you need to tell your team to fucking step up Speaking of putting out 40 and 50 and losing, Curry and Jokic both did that on Saturday night. <laughs> uh, Jokic had 50 in a loss to the Sacramento Kings, who Meech refuses to recognize as a franchise. They're and not. Curry had 57 in a loss to the Mavs. Uh, Luka Darkic starred for the Mavs with 43, and Tyrese Halliburton and the rookie starred for the Kings. Yeah, they should get rid of him so that he actually has hopes for an NBA career. Get rid of De'Aaron Fox first, then. Yeah. And healed is actually decent too, from what I believe. Fuck, buddy, healed. <laughs> Not a fan. Clearly, uh, big, big trade in uh, basketball this week. Derrick Rose, former MVP, uh, former four-time blown ACL, traded to New York for second stint with the Knicks after a trade from the Pistons. Uh, he's traded for Dennis Smith Jr., a young guard, and a second-round pick. He's now been traded, what, twice now? Because he was traded from the Mavs. I believe this is the, the third uh, time. Yeah, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, you know what I was thinking? He Derek Rose has a similar career to Grant Hill. A little bit, like, but I think Rose's peak was a lot higher. I mean, maybe Grant Hill was supposed to be the best. I mean, he was everything you read. He was supposed to be like Michael Jordan. Like he was supposed to be that good. Uh, I still think if Rose never blew out his knees, I think he would have been probably a top ten player ever. Oh, I mean those those Bulls teams were absolute. Dis- it's a criminal that they did not fucking win a win a championship there because. Those Bulls teams were so good. We've talked about it before. Um, him, Noah, uh, you had C.J. Watson, you had Kirk Heinrich. I'm going to say it Bob again, Gibson. Ben Gordon. Yeah, Ben Gordon. Like, so many people who could short shoot, who could get rebounds. Like, they had such a good team for so long. And after that Derrick Rose injury, they were really just never the same. But Derrick Rose has really kind of picked it up the last couple of years now. And that's what made me think of Grant Hill. Because it's like that injury kind of killed his career, and then he came back in the later years. Um, obviously, like not what he was before, shit. but with like the Suns on the Steve Nash teams, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And any other basketball news, Dubs? Uh, yeah. Like I mentioned, the Kings uh, picked up the win over the Nuggets. Uh, Kings no, he said basketball news, like NBA news. Yeah, shut the <laughs> fuck up! Shut the fuck up, Mitch. <laughs> Just recognize you tell me them. you're fighting recognize for the, the franchise. Like they've won seven of their last eight. They oh, rose thirteen yeah. spots in the power rankings. Oh, they've got oh, the yeah. number two power rookie rankings. this season. Like we need to discuss how those are flawed if they went up thirteen spots. <laughs> they've won seven of their last eight. They're hot. I mean, yeah, that that's that's a win streak. 
They're killing it, man. Yeah, that's fair, Meech. That's a win streak. Seven of eight is, I mean, that's going on a bit of a tear, man. Coming from a Rangers fan, I would expect that. That's not a win streak. That's just cute. I don't understand the joke. I was just joking that you wouldn't know what you would consider that a win streak because your team sucks is basically where I was going with that. That's rich coming from a Kings fan. You guys are bottom of the league. I'm I think sorry, your how win many percentage standing? is like two hundred and six it's like point two six five. Excuse me. We're five hundred. Are you five hundred? Excuse me. Are you five hundred? Answer the question, Excuse sir. Me. Are you five hundred? How many Stanley Cups do you have in the last ten years? Hmm. Okay, you won your Stanley okay. Cup on probably the most egregious goal of all time. So. Whose team is at the top of their division? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did want to jump and in. Whose team this... is at the bottom of that division? Not mine. Yes. No. You're tied, but no. you're at the bottom of it. There are five teams. No, actually, three. our division. No, there are five. I looked at it There's today. There's three. I'm looking at it right now. Well, maybe if somebody won some games today, fair. But uh, it's kind of crazy because literally, like, our division is and you've the played most the most games division. out of those teams that are tied with you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, tough stuff. Okay, I would say one thing real quick. Back in the NBA, I didn't mean to transition that as much as I thought it was going to be. Uh, NBA also announced that they are playing the All Star Game. Um, People are pissed. Drawn a lot of criticism. People are pissed. A lot of criticism from the players, and, and understandably so. But once again, they have to understand it's a money grab. You know, that's a big that's yeah. a big TV game for them. Yeah. And so it's the same reason why they started way earlier than any of them wanted to. It's about money at the end of the day. Also, they haven't had the same cases that NHL has had. I feel like they. I feel like NHL has had much more of a problem with yeah, the cases. Of, of course. Uh, COVID. They postponed seven more games collectively between the devil's wild sabers yeah but that, that was that was inevitable anyway like that was gonna happen like i knew that like a week and a half ago you know what i mean like they've had a well, shitload of players well, no, on they, the covid list on every but team. they just did more right know, but they just course, extended like that's of course they did like that was gonna happen like from the jump they should have just said this is gonna be this long but they didn't anyone who thought it wasn't like you're not using your brain the sabers like, did that individually on, yeah exactly like all those people are out on covid like it's gonna be like oh it's because the covid protocol is 14 days minimum like so I don't understand why anyone expected any less is what I'm saying. Like this was going to happen. Like this was the writing was on the wall. Like when they were all out a week and a half ago, like it's 14 days minimum. Like that's two whole weeks. Like, you know, what but I mean? is that only for positive or is that for close contacts? No, that's it's uh, I'm pretty sure that is. I think that's only positives, but even still okay. the, so, the Sabres had a shitload of positives and so did the devils. I mean, that being said, they're only tacking on. I mean, the Sabres are missing like four games, but yeah. the rest of them are missing two, I think, each. So uh, it ends up being, or yeah. three, I guess, because if the Sabres are missing four, then there's seven total. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they, they're, they are more of them. So NBA is not having that problem. Therefore, they can have a, a champ, an all star game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think the the big problem too is like the bench, like the way the benches are like designed in the arenas, like for hockey, like everyone has to sit like right on top of each other. You can't really spread out, so that's probably a difficult spread obstacle eagle. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see what other news is there in hockey. Well, there's the Drysital streak, and I've got to be honest, I'm still not sold on Drysital. I mean, he plays on Why a line with Connor Why are you besmirching my German? He plays on a line with Connor McDavid. I'm kind of with Birdie. Like, you can you could put anyone on a line with Connor McDavid. You could put fucking Cody McLeod on that line. You probably don't even know who that is, and that's what I mean. And he'd probably have a fucking point streak. Like, uh, Why are you besmirching Put him German? on a different team, and we'll see. That's all I'm he saying. He did have an MVP. Yeah, 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 because the MVP in NHL is stupid. It's about who has the most <laughs> points. It's so it dumb. Like, that's how most – it's so dumb. I don't even want to get into the MVP conversation because it will make me bad. But, yeah, like, I'm not sold on – I mean, he's not bad. I'm not saying he's a bad player because he's not. But, I like, people are holding him as, like, you know, one of the best in the league. And I just think without Connor McDavid, a lot of that doesn't happen. I just – I mean, he can shoot. That, that I'll give him. 
he can shoot, but Connor McDavid just makes everything happen all the time. Like he's the best player in the league, but he's on the Oilers. So nothing's going to happen there. The Maple Leafs are actually at the top of the Canadian conference. I think, (laughs) yeah, that's got to make you sick. We're at the top of the actual, but the Canadians have to be right behind them. I I don't know. I I don't have it in front of me. There's one key word there. Hmm. (laughs) Behind. Yeah, but, I mean, it's hockey, dude. Like, that shit goes up and down so fucking much. Like, it's it's kind of nutty. The Canadians have 18 points, and the Bruins have 18 points. But... Yeah, I'm telling you, Canadians that's who you gotta watch out for, Canadians are second to dude. the Maple Leafs. Like, that's who you gotta watch out for. Montreal is... They're really dangerous. When you watch them they play, would, it's like, oh, shit. Like, there's a they lot of... They have a like, goaltender, though. Yeah, they do. I fucking hate that guy. I hate Carey Price. God, he, like he's the worst, dude. He's so overrated. Oh, m- monumentally overrated. Probably like the most overrated player that in recent memory. I can't think of anyone more overrated than him. Maybe I Dreisaitl. lost my bet. Just the kidding. stupid coyote. The stupid coyotes beat the fucking Blues. God damn it! You lose some money, Mitch. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do not it. care about the Coyotes. I was watching. Take uh, this man's money. I was watching. I could it. not care about him, and I was hoping that they would lose. But Shane Doan, as we've talked about before, is the patron saint of the podcast. Yeah. Shane Doan. Yeah. No, he falls. No, 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 no. Let's <laughs> let's hype it up for Shane Doan. Yeah. No, he falls second place to Method Man as far as patron saints go. But I was watching. I'll I was watching the Rangers actually. game today, and there was a there was like a chat window, and somebody was like talking about how they were trying to watch the Coyotes game, and somebody was like, Co- "The Coyotes players don't even care about the Coyotes game," and I was like, yeah. <laughs> "They did have the I think we've said it before. They had the best retro jersey this year, though. That shit is fucking fire." The Predators wore their retros today. Yeah, I saw someone also say today like. Are they even old enough to have a retro jersey? And I, was like, <laughs> I mean, um, have they changed their logo? Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I've, I've heard that's like a really great place to see a hockey game in Nashville. I heard it. I mean, Nashville just all around is supposed to be pretty, pretty kick-ass city. Yeah, yeah it is. It's like exponentially right now. Yeah, it no, it is a kick-ass city. But supposedly like the stadium is just really nice and like the fans get like mega hype. So if we have probably hate, like ninety percent of the music that plays there though, because huh? it's picky about music. No, no. I mean, there's a lot of good punk music <laughs> from Nashville. Like, there's a lot of good I don't. Know, I've gone after you today. I'm trying yeah, to go I after mean, you. Today. Like I, I own. I have two Sturgill Simpson records on my shelf. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Let's see. Um, any other hockey news? Well, there's the Dubois saga that's continued. Yeah, he practiced for the first time today. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm excited for him. Actually, I think he's gonna do really well. I like Line A way more than Dubois. I um, mm, personally, I yeah, I can see that, but I think like the jury's still out on Dubois. Like if he really proves himself, I might swing the other way. I like Line A too. I like Line A's uh, what's the word? Like swagger when he shoots. And stuff. Yeah, I, I like it. It's it's nice to see. He's that. got some oomph. Yeah, it's like Panarin. Like you know, he doesn't always make great bread shots. Man. But, but when he yeah, but when the bread man takes a <laughs> shot, you're like, oh, that was cool. I like the bread man. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I I think he's gonna do really well. And I guess well, I mean they they've made they're kind of a mess of a team, aren't they? Recently, they were good for a while, but they've kind of made Who, some the Rangers. Mess. No, no. Listen, you could talk all you want to, Double, but you wait. You wait next year, and then we'll talk. Like I said, I, months I, ago. Capo Caco's going to fucking go after you, Dubs. You mean Scott Malkinson? I'm not scared of Scott Malkinson. It's fucking Artemi Panarin, Keandre Miller. Like They've got all these young defensemen who are playing – better than most of the defensemen in the league. Like you just have to like our team, the average age of our team, like the the mean age is twenty. You've been saying that. Yeah, because the season's only been going on for two months. Well double in all fairness, if you turn over your draft class every year, then you'll stay the youngest franchise. <laughs> what are you saying? 
I don't understand your point. Clarify. I'm t- if you bring in young, if you're if you're continually drafting replacements, yeah, it's got to be younger than they they were the year before. It's got to bring your age down. Yeah, exactly. That exact. It's it's called a rebuild. Double wait. It's coming for you. It's worse. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We're good. No, you won't. We'll be fine. <laughs> no, you won't. When Every goal, team when rebuilds, but it's not. We're not going to go on leaves. drought. After drought, after drought, like all you fucking people do. Anything else you want to talk about, though, before we go? I don't have much else. I don't think there is much else. Uh, Yeah, an Idaho, an Idaho man recaptured his record <laughs> for throwing uh, CDs into a 12-inch target in one minute. <laughs> you want to through? What? Oh, let me guess. <laughs> let me guess. You said one minute? Yeah. 12-inch target. 69. Nice. Wrong. 50. Ah, I wasn't that far off. He originally set the record while at Boise State for 41. Somebody else broke his record, set it at 46, (laughs) and then he was like, nah, fuck that. We're putting it at 50. Here's the scenario I imagine. He retook his CD throwing record. Here's the scenario in my head. So these kids are at college. This dude (laughs) throws 41 CDs at a 12 inch target. David Rush, let's give him respect. David Rush, yeah, okay. Dave's out there chucking chucking D's and fucking some girl sees him and she's like, D's on that bitch just playing in the background. Exactly. That guy's impressive. (laughs) I'm going to date him. And there's another guy who coveted that woman very much. And he's over in the. Jay Rawlings. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm going to fucking beat that dude's record. (laughs) So he beats it. And then. She goes to him, and the other dude is like on his knees David in the middle Rush. of the street. David Rush in the middle of the street at 4 a.m. screaming, Why? <laughs> in the rain. And then there's a montage like Rocky Four, and then he throws 50 at the target. <laughs> and just then made he a turns movie. on the real Tom Sawyer by Rush, his namesake, <laughs> and throws 50 at the goddamn target. <laughs> yeah, we just made we like an early 90s need- movie. We're we got to get in contact with David Rush and Jay Rawlings and film this goddamn movie, and it's going to be a Stone Sports feature. What's it called? Yeah, what's it make, called? It's uh, it's the launching of the Thirty Thirty series, but for Stone. Throw, I got it. Stone Sports, yeah. Throwing D's, the David Rush story. <laughs> oh man, this is going to be so good. Who's going to play David Rush? Uh, Robert Pattinson. David Rush. We're going to get the same beat. We're going oh, yeah. It's going to be real. That's never a good idea. We <laughs> have to do this on a budget, Bertie. It's <laughs> yeah, Stone fair enough. We, fair enough. We don't have, yeah, we do everything yeah. on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks like you are going to be David Rush and Beach is going to be Jay Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the only sure. other thing I wanted to yeah. mention real quick, uh, Matt Campbell got an eight-year extension to stay at Iowa State. He was the hot name in the college circuit and actually got some head coaching interviews for the NFL. Uh, He will now be at Iowa State for, well, eight years until he gets bought out by, you know, Texas when they get tired of their Sark for two years later. So, okay, Uh, it's college football, so they they don't care about extensions. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They just throw them around and they'll, they'll kick you out of it before it's done. They don't care. They do not care. At all. all right, I well, had a yeah. question for you guys because I found out a place existed today mm-hmm. that I didn't know about. Okay. Point Roberts, Washington. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's only accessible by, oh, by water or driving through Canada, through Vancouver, and down into Point Roberts, Washington. And so why, when the Canadian border was closed, people were just stranded there. And why did you find out about this today? Uh, John Tortorella spent time there. <laughs> My man, torts. I love torts. Did you, uh, you know what? Actually, there is one more thing we need to talk about. It's a mess right now. Did you see the fucking goal in the Blue Jackets Hurricanes game that they called wrong? Did you see that? No, I didn't. It's pretty fucking terrible. Like, the Hurricanes are clearly offsides, and they scored, but they were offsides, and they reviewed it, and someone in the booth said it was a good goal, and then in the intermission, the refs came into the locker room and were like, we got it wrong. It's not a good goal. And they were like, and Torts was like, okay, so you're going to call it back? And they said no, 
but we'll take the penalty <laughs> that you guys were going to have in the third period off so you won't have a penalty. Oh, I was like, oh, that's 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 not good. Did Can't he have leave that alive? I just Did read. Did not kill the man on the I read right? a usually outspoken Tortorella didn't have much to say. Quote, you know what? I'm going to let the league explain it. That's Torts. <laughs> I love Torts, man. What God, a great person. I love person. that man. Yeah. He's the best, dude. I used to just Brindamore, watch YouTube montages of him like breaking sticks and shit. I loved it. Brenda Moore, the coach on the other side, side, said, I don't really understand it. I'm just glad it worked out for us. <laughs> what a prick. I do not like the Hurricanes, dude. As a team. I like them. I like certain players. Like I think Ajo is kind of the man. Aho's a fucking stud. Yeah, and Svechnikov. And they've is got really my, Svechnikov too. as well. Yeah. And they've got my boy Dougie. Yeah, Dougie is great. Dougie played and for I liked the... Brindamore in old NHL games. So. It was <laughs> Rod Brindamore. I think it was the Avalanche or maybe the Wild. I can't remember who Dougie used to play for. But uh, Us. Yeah, but didn't he play for someone else too? Oh, the Flames. The Flames, that's it. There you go. Okay. Boom. I knew it was somebody else. All right, well, uh, anything else we should talk about before we uh, let everybody know what's happening on the next episode? I think we're good. All right, Dubs, you want to let everybody know what's happening on the next episode? Uh, Yeah, so we got our first guest. We did an interview on Super Bowl Sunday with uh, Chris Carter. He works for DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's a pit beat writer, and he has a Steelers podcast called Locked on Steelers. Uh, make sure to check out Friday's episode to hear the interview with him and go check out his stuff as well. Yeah, all right. We're moving up in the world, boys. Big time now. Making moves. <laughs> we got more in the works. Every day we're hustling. All right, well, thanks for uh, listening to this episode. We appreciate it as always. And follow us as always on all the social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. It's all Stone Sports Podcast. Say goodbye, boys. Peace. Peace. Lightest. Oh, 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 oh,